Welcome to the Forever Fit Podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight, get strong, and uncover your badass self. I'm on a mission to help 10,000 women rewrite their story and shape the next generation. Now let's dive in. Welcome back. Okay, so today we are talking about fitness fads, intermittent fasting, Ozempic, non-BS edition, okay? And uh, yeah, this is going to be a really good podcast slash like live stream, I think. I was talking to the girls in the in the, in the challenge community today. And I was like, you know what, we really need to go over some of these things. You know, what do you want to learn about? And so we're going to go over all of their questions that they had. Um, and because they had such amazing questions, I was like, you know what, we're going to just do this like publicly. So Carly, what is going on? Hope you're having the best day. If you guys are here, drop down hashtag over here, hashtag replay. I apologize. My voice is like in and out. So if I sound like a 12 year old boy, just bear with me. Okay. Um, but today guys, we're going over different things like intermittent fasting. We're going to go over Ozempic. We're going to go over a few things now before we get started. Okay. Before we get started, very important things that I want to mention. I do not work in absolutes. Okay. Because the thing is, is that with the fitness industry, you're going to have a lot of gray area. Um, there's going to be some black areas, some white areas, some gray areas that we're going to cover today. And the thing is, is that understanding that at the end of the day, whatever works best for you is like what you're good with, right? So I'm not saying that you should do something that you shouldn't do something that something is bad or good or whatever. All I'm going to do today is give you the information and my perspective based on the ladies that I help. Okay. So for example, if you are somebody that doesn't eat a lot of food during the day, you tend to overeat at night, you know, you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to lose weight, you want to feel better, fit in your clothes, and you're looking for a non-restrictive approach to doing so, then this is going to be applicable to you. But if you're like, I want to crash diet, lose 60 pounds, blah, 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 blah. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody that is actually like trying to do this for life and make sure that they keep it off. And the reason why I want to distinguish this is because whenever you have fitness information on the internet, you can twist it, turn it however you want. So for example, intermittent fasting, um, if you're somebody that's like, well, I don't want to overeat and blah, 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 blah. This might be the best thing for you. But the thing is, is that like for most of us, it doesn't actually, it's not something that's going to be the best thing for us. And I'm going to go over why in just a minute, but I just want to like, have you understand that it also depends on like who you're following, what their like beliefs are. You need to know what they do. Like if they're an extremist and they do 75 hard and they're doing all these like crazy things, their advice is probably going to be pretty crazy. You know what I mean? But if you're not a very extreme person, then that's not going to mesh. So even though they might be a doctor, it doesn't mean that like, that's the best thing for you to follow. Does that make sense? Drop some fire if that makes sense. Okay. Similar to like, you know, you might be a power lifter or you might be a competitor, a lot of competitors or coaches. And so they say, you know, you need to eat six meals a day and you need to do all these things and blah, 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 blah. That stuff works if you already have the foundation, but if you don't have the foundation, it's going to be really hard for you to do the things that they're asking. And so sometimes it's not that it's right or wrong. There's a gray area. Hey Meg, where that gray area is more of where does this apply? So does this apply now? Does this apply later? Does this apply like, you know, in 10 years, like where does this apply or like, what is the 
you know, when, what is the context? Hey, Kelsey. And I wanted to really make sure that we go over this because again, we're not working in absolutes. We're working in the fact of like, this might be good information, but it might not be the right time in which I apply it. Does that make sense? Also drop some fire if that makes sense. Okay. So starting off intermittent fasting was the first one that I got. Okay. So we're going to cover that. So intermittent fasting is a fancy way of saying you wait till you eat and you only eat within a certain time window. Now, there are some issues with this, okay? And so some considerations that I want you to look at is like, so if we were doing intermittent fasting and you're already somebody, hey Holly, that is not eating during the day, you are overeating at night, this is gonna seem like a really good idea because you're gonna be like, sweet, from 11 till six, I'll eat. And then I'm gonna cut out the window at night that I overeat, right? That's the thought process. You're like, I'm gonna eat during the day. And then at eight o'clock, I'm gonna stop eating and then, that's when I normally stack. So that makes sense. Hey, Kayla. Um, the problem with this is, and like I used to do this too, like I've done all this stuff, you guys, like I get it. The problem with this is, is that what happens is that when you are eating very low calories throughout the day, you are then constricting your window even more. So what happens is, is that now at eight o'clock, you are still hungry because you still haven't changed the habit of eating more during the day. And so now you're even more hungry and like you might've only had 700 calories. And so the thing is, is like now you're going to bed on 700 calories and your body requires like 1500 to just function. And so it's going to be very hard for you to have like willpower or self-control. And I use quotations because there's a certain point where like, yeah, it's willpower, but there's a certain point where you're just hungry. Like you're just hungry. And so like, you're literally just hungry. And then what happens is at eight o'clock, you know, it might be nine o'clock, you finally give in, you're like, Oh, my God, I'm so hungry, I just have to eat something. And then you feel terrible, because you told yourself that you were not going to eat after eight, and you did. And so you start wearing down at your integrity with yourself. And then you're like, Oh, my God, like, I can't do this. I can't follow this. I can't follow this program. It's like not for me, blah, 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 blah. And it's not because you're you don't have willpower or because you're like, not able to do it. It's simply just because you are hungry, right? So that's literally it. Um, and I would never, so I lost 70 pounds with intermittent fasting. I would never suggest it with anyone as long as you never feel hungry anymore. Yeah. It's just really not like the thing. Right. And so I think it's more so when you're looking at like, you know, keto or like intermittent fasting and like all these things, I think there's a way that you can like incorporate certain principles from things rather than trying to look at the extreme of having to follow it. And so what I mean with that is like with intermittent fasting, so when I get up at 10 o'clock on a Sunday and I eat at 1 p.m., like today, guys, I got up a little bit later. Like I've been traveling. I'm just super tired. Today it's check-in day. So like I just kind of rocked it today. I'm like, what's up? This is how I'm showing up. But the thing is, is like I got up a little bit later today. But the thing is, is like I probably, I this is my first meal. Like I'm having a salad with some, um, I'm going to have some chicken with it after. I just didn't have time before the live stream. And um, yeah, and so that's what I'm going to have. But it's what, 12 o'clock? And so technically this morning I would be intermittent fasting. You know what I mean? And so sometimes like if you have like an event and you really, and you know, like, you know, maybe you're working on reducing your alcohol and you know that there is just like, you know, there's going to be more foods that you want to eat and you just kind of want to enjoy a little bit more. And maybe you're just like on lower calories, then maybe you eat a little bit later and you have more protein based options and then you go out and eat. There's nothing wrong with that, but you don't have to do that every day. Right. So I think it's like we get very caught up in like, I need to do this or this and that's it. But it's like you can eat relatively balanced. And then every so often, if you want to wait till later on to eat because you just feel better or like your stomach kind of feels upset and you're like, oh, I'll just give it a second. I don't want to pack more food on it. Like, that's okay. 
So the thing is, is like, it doesn't have to be an extreme. It's like, you can, you can implement it like during Christmas. Sweet. Like implement that, right? Like you wake up a little bit later, maybe you have one meal and then like you eat later on and that's it. And like, same with traveling. Technically when you travel, if you have like two meals and maybe you get up a little bit later or earlier and you eat brunch, you eat more of like a brunch, then you eat dinner, maybe a snack or two. That's technically intermittent fasting. You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of gray areas with that. So I don't think it's like bad or good. I just think it's like, a, it's a, it's a tool that you can use. It's not an absolute. All right. We got Ozempic. Oh, this will be good. This will be controversial. Don't come for me after this. Okay. So I'm not actually going to be like, it's the worst thing in the entire world. And I'll tell you guys why. Um, so with Ozempic, um, I'm going to give you my personal opinion on it. And then I'm going to give you like the coaching perspective on it. So my personal opinion is we are at a point right now where there is an obesity epidemic. Okay. Or pandemic, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, whatever the difference is, honestly, never really took the time to look up those two words. If they're interchangeable, great. If not, y'all get the point. Okay. So Ozempic, there is a point where we are going to have to have something that helps people lose weight because let's be real here. Most of the population is obese technically or overweight of some capacity. So realistically, I think there's going to be, there's going to have to be something that helps people because there's also a point when you get to a certain point that there's a point of no return. So for example, like when you're six, 700 pounds, it is really hard for you to stop eating because your body is actually going to shut down your hunger signals. Right. And so you're always going to feel hungry. You're very rarely going to feel full. Um, same with when you just have like excess uh, fat mass, your hunger signals can get kind of it's like, it's like a traffic light. It's just kind of like bleeping and everyone's got to figure out what to go. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, and so if you're like under, I would say like, if you're under 300 pounds, that's not really something that, um, is most likely going to happen. Obviously everybody's different, but anyone over, I would say that's something that like might actually need, need to be figured out kind of thing. And so, yeah, I don't know, like with like, and I mean, with hunger signals, not with Ozempic, I'm not saying if you're over 300 pounds to take Ozempic, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like, when you're like 354, 455, that's normally when those complications happen. It's just because when I say that, if you're around like two to 250, you're like, oh, that's what it is. My hunger signals are all over the place. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, so the thing is, is like, I think there's going to have to be something to help. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I do think that people again are using it with absolutes. So with Ozempic, um, from a coaching perspective, when you look at it, there are so many side effects that it just doesn't seem worth it. So similar to fat burners, same, same to like, um, a few other things like the diarrhea, the constipation, the sleepless nights, all these things, it really doesn't seem great. And yeah, there's a shortage of, a, uh, because of the diabetes, they'll have to use it and told they have to wait hundred percent. And like, people are using it in a way that's like, not they're abusing it at the end of the day. Right. Which is what it is, but I'm not getting into the politics of it, Kayla. Um, I'm just, I'm just talking about strictly fitness. Okay. Um, so with those Olympic and talking about the actual, the actual thing. Um, so with those Olympic, the the biggest thing is, is that like, if you do not have healthy eating down workouts down, like all that stuff, what it does is that yes, it'll help you lose weight, but you will not be able to keep it off. Okay. Cause eventually either you're not going to be able to get the drug anymore, or there's also just people who like they've taken it, but their lifestyle habits counteract the drug so much that it actually isn't working for them. And so the thing is, is that like, I think a lot of people looked at it and went, wow, I don't have to change anything. I can take this pill and I will lose a bunch of weight. But the thing is, is that also you're not going to be able to, um, you're not going to get the nutrients that you need in that way. So what I mean by that is that you can lose weight and we've all seen people that have lost a ton of weight, but they don't 
they don't look healthy, right? And so the thing is, is that like the reason being is that you still need nutrients from food. You still need nutrients from food, right? You still need to make sure that you're like taking care of your body. You still need to make sure you do all these things. Um, so again, that's kind of like what I'm going to say in terms of that, because the thing is, is that like, regardless of if you take it or not, or if you take any of these weight loss supplements or pills, um, the thing is, is that you're still going to have to eat healthy, improve your nutrition habits, work out and whatever, right? If mentally you start taking it and you suddenly like broccoli all of a sudden, and you start working out more and whatever, I don't think it's like a negative thing. Um, I don't think it's the best thing for you, but also that's your own personal decision for your personal body right? So at the end of the day, if you want to take it, I just would suggest not taking it and not doing anything else. It does not substitute working out. It does not substitute eating healthy food. It does not substitute managing your stress, getting better sleep. These are all things you still have to, to manage. And the thing is, is that I think, again, like with Ozempic, I, I get it. But like, again, you still have to do the work, right? You still have to do the work. So regardless of if you're using it or not, you still got to work. And so learning these tools and these skills are still important, okay? I've tried so many and nothing seems to work for me. I also do the changes with eating and working out, but lose motivation with no changes. So the thing is, Carrie, that's a mindset thing. So that's not actually like a, so so yeah, you. so what happens though is, is like, so you're like, I see no changes, but also are you being objective? So like, if you see no changes on the scale, you think you're not changing, but your photos could change drastically. But the thing is, is that you're not giving it enough time to actually see those changes, right? As soon as the scale goes up two pounds, you go, wow, I failed. I'm doing everything wrong. This isn't working. And that's it. Because for the last however long, every time you do something, every time you've done something, it hasn't worked out. So you, your brain connects patterns, right? And if things haven't worked out, you're like, well, they're going to continue to work out. And I'll be honest, if that's the case, you're actually going to sabotage yourself. So what I mean by that is that you know, if you, if in your back of your mind, you're like, I can't lose weight. I'm a big bone person. I'm a heavier person. I am naturally bigger. I've always been bigger than everybody else. You are going to find it very hard to be a smaller person because you identify as a larger person. And so instead, a lot of the times what I like to do is focus on being strong. I want to be the strongest version of myself because again, I'm not, yeah, there's no such, I'll tell you right now, I've marked thousands of x-rays. I've yet to see a big bone person. I will just say that right now. Yes, people can have bigger structures and things like that or sit heavier. You know what I mean? So the thing is, is like when you look at it, it's like, yes, like you might be like normally, but the thing is, is that you can still be like a bigger bone person or a whatever and still look the way that you want to look, Carrie, right? Like that's it. And so the thing is, is like, this is a limiting belief that we need to break through, right? A hundred percent. But the thing is, is that like, the more that you tell yourself, you're going to reinforce that. So you're going to step on the scale and you're going to be like, the doctor was right, right? The doctor was right. I'm a big bone person, right? That's why I can't lose weight. And so instead it's like, let's, let's work on being strong. I'm five, nine. I'm not a small person. When I take photos, I tower over other girls and it blows. Let's just put, I'm just going to say what it is. It sucks. Okay. It sucks. I hate it. There's no like cute little photo. There's no whatever. Like I literally look like a giant. I literally look like a giant all the time. And now I'm a giant with muscle. So like, love that for me, right? Now on my own, everyone's like, wow, you look great. And then I take photos with like these smaller five foot five people, right? No way, supermodel over there. I appreciate you, right? But again, like Meg, I'm just being totally honest. That's what's in my head, right? That's what's in my head. So it's like, you guys are like, what do you mean? You're beautiful inside and out. Like, I appreciate that. But like, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying like, I still struggle the same thing. Exactly. And so I'm strong. I'm a strong person. And so when I go to the gym, 
I don't focus on being the smallest person there. I focus on just lifting heavy. I focus on running my own race. I also focus on my own journey because when I compare to other people, it's not going to be the same, right? It's, it's not going to be the same. Like some people are there to be the smallest. I love that for them. Some people like for me, I just, I honestly just love proportions. I'm a weird guys. I got crazy OCD. If you don't know this about me, I've got crazy OCD. Um, and my shoulder to hip to like ratio. I like, I like symmetry. I like patterns. Um, and so like I, I focus and I train a lot on having like that shape because I personally just want a certain shape on my body. Like regardless of if I lift like 900 pounds, I just like, like the way that I look, that's like a big thing for me is like, I just want to feel comfortable in my body and in my clothes. And on top of it, just like lifting heavy and things like that is the method in which I do that. So for example, my main goal is to like maintain my current weight and have the muscle mass that I have in the areas that I want it. Right. And so I've built it. Like I was, a, I was a bean pole. I was a bean pole that was like kind of fluffy and like, like it wasn't great. Right. There's no shape. So I wanted to build shape, but how I built shape was by focusing on strength training because I got bored. I was like, this is boring. I don't want to do cardio anymore. Like, you know, lifting light weights is boring. Like, and then once you start lifting heavier, you have to fix things, right? You're like, oh my God, my core isn't strong enough. My grip isn't strong enough. Oh my God, my knee keeps caving in. And then you have many goals that you focus on. That's how you don't get bored because I've been doing squats, lunges, and like bench press for what, 10 years now? Like it's, it's boring. It's the same shit over and over again. There's only so many exercises you can do, right? But the thing is, is that I get obsessed with seeing results. I don't get obsessed with the day-to-day. -day. So for example, water and salad, I actually hate salad, but I was like, I'm going to try it again. Okay. Hate with a passion, but I love the way that it makes me feel. And I like the way that it makes me look. And so I focus on that rather than the mundane day task to task, like day-to-day tasks, task to tasks. Right. So that's kind of what I focus on instead. Um, and then the other thing you said too, is, is like, um, I'm a big scale person. The scale is going to mess with you guys. I'm the same amount of weight. I posted a photo in our challenge. Um, if you guys go look at those photos, I weigh the exact same amount. So I weigh the same amount. I'm up like I'm, I sit around like 150, 160, and I look totally different than how I did three years ago. Right. So the thing is, is like you like there's a certain point where like if you want to stay where you're at, you can stay where you're at and you can keep looking at the scale and repeating the pattern. But that's why you're so frustrated because you're stuck in a habit loop. So now when you go up to the scale, okay, regardless of what the scale says, I'm going to work out, eat healthy and like drink my water. And that's what you keep doing. When you keep doing that, guys, I've had clients that barely do anything like love you, but like barely do jack shit, but they just continue to keep going and they will work out one to two times a week. And they will make sure that they gradually get better at their food because we go through their nutrition. Like I'll go through their MyFitnessPal and be like, Hey, I love the fact that you ate donuts twice today. Let's like eat them once and then like try and eat some protein. They're like, that's fair. And then like they get better and better. And just by doing that, their entire body composition has changed. Does it take a little bit longer? Yes, but it just depends. It's like anything, right? Like if you go all ham and you decide to change everything and you can stick to it, I love that, but you're just going to go back and forth. So you got to find the pace that you can run at, right? You got to find the pace that you can run at. And normally that's when you focus on being strong, not on being skinny. It's a lot easier to focus on being strong. Now, day to day, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm focusing on being strong, not on the weight changing. Like it does mess with you because you've been thinking about losing weight forever, but like losing weight, I find is like a byproduct of you, like focusing on doing things that you enjoy that keep you active and healthy. Like it's a byproduct. It will happen just because your, your activity level keeps going. So when the scale changes, and then I'll go on to our next one. When the scale like doesn't change or changes, 
like you can be upset about it. I think a lot of us are like, oh, I shouldn't be sad. You can be mad about it. I get pissed off all the time. I'm like, great. Like I work all this time and I'm still the same way, like whatever. But my actions do not change. So that's the thing. You got to get good that even if it goes up or down, it's like your actions do not change regardless of what the scale reads. And that is a habit and a skill that you can learn. Mindset on how long it takes to get stronger messes with me. What do you mean? Stronger, you can get stronger like tomorrow. You could, you could do a workout today and be stronger next week, right? Like what is stronger to you? What is healthier to you? What is smaller to you? These are all things that you personally get to define. Like healthy to me is having fun, like eating a few fun foods, having a drink here and there, you know, um, eating healthy 99% of the time, honestly, and then, and working out that's healthy to me. And like making sure my health indicators are in a good marker. But for you, it might be like drinking less pop than you did last week. It's totally relative. So it's like stronger messes with you. So it's like next week you could be stronger. Next week you could be stronger. Yeah, 100%. Guys, exactly. Reducing pain. Okay, so Chantal, reducing pain. So example, you're not going to go do a lunge most likely. And you're probably going to have some flare-ups. I have flare-ups all the time. But again, like when I have flare-ups, instead of like doing my workout, I do the workouts that like I've adjusted, right? And for you guys, if you have pain, then it's like you should get a train. Honestly, if you have pain, you should probably get a trainer. It's a really good idea. But like, if if you're trying to reduce your pain, then it's doing exercises that make you feel that way, like feel better. It's eating food that helps you feel better. I can't tell you how long I spent being stressed and anxious and tired and beating up my body and then wondering why I didn't feel any better. Like when you're like when you're emotionally tired and exhausted and you're stressed and then you reach for chocolate and you reach for chips and you reach for alcohol, you're just feeding the problem, right? But if you're like, okay, I know I feel this way, what is going to help this? And then it's making the act like the decision that you are going to take care of your body and you're going to eat healthier foods. I'm not saying that you're not doing that. I'm just saying like for perspective. And Marie, the scale number is so hard to let go of. It's only hard because you refuse to let it go because the pattern is familiar. I'll say it again. The pattern is familiar. So if you've been doing that, if you've been like looking at the scale over and over and over again, and that's been your sole focus, it's going to be uncomfortable for you to change that. But you can change that whenever you want. Like one day I was just like, I'm not looking at the scale for the next six weeks. And I'm literally just going to look at my progress photos. Or like I refuse to step on the scale until I like do my progress photos and tell myself two things that I like about myself. Um, I feel terrible at knowing what to eat and still feeding my family. Your family can eat the same things that you eat right? So this goes into food mindset. So now we have food mindset, which is like, so what to eat and still feed your family? Well, your family and you can eat the same thing, right? If you guys, if you guys make different things for your family, if you guys make your, if you guys make your like family and you eat different things, they're picky. Okay. What are your boundaries like, right? Have you told them that like, they need to try different things, right? And obviously like, they're going to have preferences, like all kids and like all, like, obviously if I could eat pasta and freaking bread and like, ice cream. I would eat that every day too. Like, duh. Right. And I'm not saying that I'm just saying like I would. Right. But it's like, but when you're looking at like, I feel, um, but like when you're like knowing what to eat, knowing what to eat is because you've been on so many restrictive diets that gave you a plan and said, if you don't follow this, you're off track, right? They're off track. So the thing is, is that now pasta is the worst thing in the entire world, but like, why can't pasta be a side? If it upsets your stomach, like buy a different type of pasta. I'm not saying go wreck your gut, but I'm saying like, why can't you eat chicken and pasta and veggies and they have pasta and chicken? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, it's more of a mindset thing, Carrie. It's not a matter of like foods, 
Honestly, guys, really good thing for you guys to go do. Go to the grocery store and I want you to just go buy whatever you want. You're going to be so overwhelmed. Go buy whatever you want. You'll be amazed. I guarantee you, as soon as I say that, you will pick up so many healthy foods and you will be so excited to eat them because you had the choice to go pick them up instead of trying to eat based on what's going to help you lose weight. You're going to be like, I'm going to try some strawberries. I'm going to try some raspberries. I'm going to try all these things. And then you go through the aisles and you're like, you know what? I haven't had these cookies in a while. I'm going to buy them. And you're going to feel totally uncomfortable. But the thing is, is like, how long have you been there? How long have you been trying to lose weight forever? You know what I mean? And it's like, you keep trying to follow these old behaviors, but they're not working. So then you see a cupcake sitting on the table and you're like, I'm, I'm going to eat all of that. Like, I'm going to eat all of it. And like, someone's talking to you and all you can think about is that cupcake sitting on the table. I've been there. It's awful. It's like so distracting. And then all you remember through that whole thing is how much you wanted to eat all the food. Right. And so, and then you go home and you eat all the food and then people are like, Oh, like I didn't even see you eat at the party. But meanwhile, you ate like 2000 calories when you got home. Right. So the thing is, is like the more that we can unwind these, these mindsets, the easier it's going to be for you to actually live more sustainably. It's just like, think of it this way right now, you have all of these diets that you've done and then you have your future. You either keep repeating this and staying stuck at this wall, or we unwind a lot of those things. Like we've got to go back and we've got to change a lot of those mindsets. And then you can keep going because like, eventually you've got to learn to eat normally, right? Like eventually like going to the grocery store should not be overwhelming. Like if you eat a few too many cookies, it is not the end of the world. It is okay. But the thing is, is that it's like the scale. As soon as you do it, you refuse to keep going. Does that make sense? Right? Um, I've given up the scale, but I find I feel like I'm not on track. Well, then go on the scale and take photos, right? That's fine. That's totally fine. And also what's on track? That's also totally relative. What does on track mean, right? Like on track could mean anything. Like I'm on track for the last 10 years. And I tell that to people all the time. And they're like, what do you mean? You've never messed up? I'm like, I have. But on track or off track means that I've stopped and I've kept going. You guys have never stopped. You are still on track. You've never stopped. You've never stopped trying to diet. Even when you didn't want to diet, you still were still mindful at restaurants. I'm sure you still cared when you overate. Like no matter whether you're on a program or off a program, you are still trying to lose weight. Let's be real here in the back of your head, right? So the thing is, is that like looking at what is off or on track is totally based on what you've decided is off or on track. So if on track is I eat perfectly, I eat my macros, I do my workouts, blah, 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 blah. There's no wiggle room. So as soon as life comes in, you get slapped down. But if on track is like, I aim for two to three workouts a week. I aim for, I don't know, like I hit my calories, but I'm flexible with how I do it. I hit my protein, but I'm flexible with how I do it. It's a lot easier to continue and feel good and feel motivated because you're redefining what on track looks like. Does this make sense? Drop some fire if this helps. Okay, let's answer some of these questions. Curious about collagen supplements, um, not for weight loss. Does it help joints? So glucosamine is going to help joints. Glucosamine, G-L-U-cosamine, C-O-S-A-M-I-N-E. I promise I don't know how to spell it. I just thought it was funny. Um, glucosamine is going to help with joints. Uh, collagen is going to help with skin, hair, and nails. Also a little tiny bit of research for gut health, but honestly, gut health wise, do glutamine. Glutamine is way better. And also make sure you're cycling your glutamine. You can't take it like all the time, every, every day. Like that's not really ideal. You want to take it for like six weeks or so at a time. And then like kind of just, you know, every few so often, make sure that you're incorporating that, especially if you're on a high protein diet, which most of us are. Um, because one of the amazing things about protein 
is that your body, it, it takes more for your body to break it down. One of the, the not so amazing things about protein is that it takes more for your body to break it down. So that means that it is working in a little bit of overdrive digestive wise. And so you're going to find that it takes a little bit. Um, it, it, it just, it's, a, it's rough on the gut, right? So we just want to make sure that we're still making sure that we're keeping up with it. Fat burners like Inno's, SUPS. Ooh, I haven't heard that one. Others like Plexus or Thrive. Oh, Thrive. I got words for Thrive. So much money. I wonder if they're all gimmicks. Yeah, they're, yeah, it's pretty stupid. I'll do the pre-workout one in just a second, Carrie. I do see your comment though. Um, fat burners. So guys, um, it's pretty stupid, honestly. Yes, it is. So this is my big problem with MLM. Let me just talk about this. I could rant about this forever. I promise I won't. So MLMs, I have no problem with someone trying to make a little bit of extra money. Heck, I did that when I first started. I was just like, I'm really good at this. Let's see what happens, right? Obviously it worked. No problem with MLMs. I understand that most of the products are actually like pretty decent. Like they have, you know, because they have so much money, they're able to actually provide a really good product. My problem is, is that they tend to prey on people that like, are really desperate for change and they're always overpriced. So it's like $180, $200 for some stupid like stack of um, supplements. And it's just, it's kind of disgusting because the thing is, is like at the end of the day, like think, let's just put it in perspective, okay? And I'm gonna use us as a personal example just because I don't wanna throw people under the bus, just not my style, but like, except for MLMs, I guess, whatever. If you look at our page, I give away so much free information. There are so many people that have told me that they've lost 40, 50, 60, 70 pounds just following my Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Ketones. Yeah. Ketones is a joke. Ashwagandha, all this shit, right? It's crazy. Um, but the thing is, is that like at the end of the day, when someone starts selling an MLM, they give nothing away for free. They have no information about fitness, nothing about nutrition. They know nothing about the actual products that they're selling. It is strictly a money grab. And then they say it worked for me. So I thought it would help other people. And I'm like, yeah, but like, you know, toilet paper works for me. I don't tell all my friends about it. You know what I mean? Like, no, it doesn't make any sense, right? It doesn't make any sense. And there's never any like really free stuff. Like, yes, the best ones are the best that you barely know are even selling it. Yes, they give away tons of like, you know, whatever, but like it really, yeah, exactly. And it's always your friends too. It's always like your friends. And I'm like, I'm not buying that from you because three days ago you were shoving back McDonald's and now you're like selling fat loss products or like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's shady as shit. So anyways, if you guys sell it, it's cool. I like, it's all good. I just like, I don't mess with it. I don't like, I used to sell like juice plus, but juice plus, like the reason why I sold it was because it's literally just broken down fruits and vegetables. So I do want to be transparent. I did try it at one point in my life, but it's broken down fruits and vegetables. And so the thing is, is that I had a lot of clients at the time that weren't eating fruits and vegetables. And so that was really advantageous for us. And it was a good addition and it wasn't like a crazy price point. And so the thing is, is that I wasn't preaching it everywhere, but if someone was like, Hey, I hate fruits and vegetables. I use it as more of like an option as like an add on. I wasn't like, this is going to change the game for you. You're going to lose 80 pounds and build so much muscle with this fat burner. Like how does a fat burner work? And they're like, I don't know. You're like, okay, well that's helpful. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And Carrie, hundred percent. And don't feel bad if they got you, they've gotten me too. Um, but the thing is, is like, they are like a, I think it's like $40 billion industry. It's something crazy. Um, they're very good at marketing. They're very good at teaching you. They're very good at being, whenever you guys hear, this is going to help you lose weight and build muscle, right? Unless there is an exercise component to it, it doesn't make sense. A supplement cannot build you muscle. It doesn't make sense. 
right? So if they're using buzzwords and you're like, that sounds really good, it's probably bullshit. Okay. It's probably bullshit. All the people that are like, you should eat healthy. And you're like, swipe by that. That's probably a really good video to watch. Okay. So yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, no, I hate fat burners. Also fat burners don't really work unless you're eating well and exercising. They are like these, they're like the cherry. So let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about it like a Sunday. You got the base. Okay. So you got the cup that you put things in. This is what we're working on this week. So we got our sleep, our stress, our exercise, you know, eating enough food. That's the base. You cannot move on until that base is good because otherwise your ice cream is going to melt all over the table. Then we've got like the ice cream portion of it. This is where we start eating better. This is where we like start seeing that like it's more consistent, you know, like you don't have to think about it and you just get the sleep that you need. You don't think about it. You hit your protein. You don't think about it and you kind of eat within your calories. That's like the best part. Okay. That's like the, the ice cream. Then we've got like the sauce. The sauce is like, okay, so let's get some supplements in there. Let's get a few little things, you know, little things that are personally to you that like might make your life a little bit better or easier. That's like the supplements. And then the last cherry on top is like when you are like at whatever body, like when you're trying to lose like literally the last 10 pounds and you need like a little kick of something that is like a fat burner. It is not the base. It is not the base. Okay. Um, and then we got pre-workout pre-workout, um, is hard on the body. Yeah. Well, it was basically just a scoop of caffeine, right? Like it's, yeah, it's not great. It's not like the best thing for you. It's not the worst thing, but it's not the best thing. Um, and then what's the benefits of it? Honestly, it's some days, the only thing that gets me to go do a workout, if I'm being totally honest. Um, and the reason being is that you can go from being like, oh my God, I'm going to die to like, boom, let's go get a workout in, in like probably five minutes. Like, so the thing is, is that like most of the days at the end of the day, guys, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired. And I literally have to take it to like go work out. And not that like I'm addicted to it. Cause like, I'm not, it's just, it's literally like, I, I would not, it's, it's, I'm okay. This is going to sound really bad. Someone's going to like cringe at me up for this, but it is the closest thing to liquid motivation that I've ever found in my life. Okay. So that's all I'm going to say. Now, most of the days I actually do enjoy working out, but like, actually, like I do love pre-workout. Um, you can get non-stimulant. So those ones aren't going to have you like, you know, it's going to be a little bit easier for you to fall asleep. To be honest, I really like the neurotropics in it. I really like the other things that get you like alert and help with like brain fog and like things like that. I find those are like the part of the pre-workout that I enjoy the most. Otherwise, it's really just like a caffeine shot. I don't find that the non-stim pre-workout um, helps me as much as the stimulant one. But if you don't like like the, the tingling and the whatever, then I do understand that that's fair and you can do the non-stim. But it, that's like the same as a cup of coffee. Honestly, the neurotropics in the like pre-workouts that have stimulants, that's the shit that I live for. I love it. It makes you feel amazing. I can focus on my workouts. I normally lift pretty heavy when I do it. And uh, that's pretty much it. So that's my personal preference. Some people would not. Yeah, exactly. Meg's like melt my face off with pre and Meg's Jack. So, you know, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> totally kidding, but actually Meg's Jack. But yeah, so that's something that I would say. And then creatine is actually the most um, uh, studied supplement guys. Creatine is not a gimmick. Um, creatine is amazing. It will help you with building muscle. Um, it, so basically what it does is it shuttles more water into your cell. Um, and basically it just helps you lift heavier, um, and you recover a little bit faster. And so what happens is when that happens, you're able to lift heavier and you're able to do more sets or more reps, which is ultimately going to lead to more muscle building, right? So, and also more strength, which again, more muscle building, you burn more, you know, calories at rest, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so honestly, Carrie, creatine is fine. 
I wouldn't stress about creatine. Um, any like extra, cause it's like a scoop or two, you just pee out for women. The only consideration that I have is like, we tend to have a lot of like, we have a lot of body dysmorphia. And so what happens is because it's shuttling more water or extra water into your cells, you're going to notice that you are a little, like if you don't drink enough water that you hold on to water a bit. And I find some ladies, like it really fucks with their mindset. So if that's the case, you know, like just be mindful of that. And that's just like something like if you're like, why am I puffy? Or like, why is the scale up a pound? Like, I don't normally recommend it till after because like all the mindset stuff kind of calms down because again, I just don't want to like, you know, throw a variable in there to trick your head. Um, not everybody experiences it, but again, I just don't, you know, fuck around, find out kind of thing. Um, and then with your dead legs, yeah, it takes a few weeks for it to kind of like start happening. If anything, you're probably going to have more dead legs because you're going to have you're going to be able to lift heavier, um, but protein and eating enough food will help with your recovery. So if you guys are sore for more than two days, um, protein and more, and more, um, carbohydrates actually is going to help you. And then <laughs> glad you like that. Gary is actually really going to help you. And then on top of that, yeah, that's pretty much it honestly. And then sleep. So sleep, protein, some carbs, eating enough food. That's how you actually recover faster. And normally the first like one to four workouts is going to be a little bit rougher and then it gets easier. It's just, you just need some time in between that. You know what I mean? So just be mindful of that. I think that's it in terms of questions. Does anyone else have any more questions on the live stream? You guys have asked a lot of questions, but is there anything like else that you guys want to go over any questions that you have about supplements, about, you know, fitness things that you've seen? Um, I can go over happy juice again. People were trying to sell happy juice on my happy juice post about how happy juice doesn't work. That was pretty funny. I like that one. I was like, really guys like wrong post for that. But anyways, no, you didn't bombard me at all. Also. Yeah. Sit, Carrie, this is why we're here. You're literally here to learn. You're literally here to learn. Um, don't, don't never feel like you need to apologize. Like I'm here to ask all the questions. Like, honestly, if you guys ever have questions, whether you're on or off the program, like I'm always here to help because there's so much stuff out there. And no one really gives you like a direct answer. Um, the only, I will say the only question I will never directly, I will never directly answer is what should my macros be? And it's because you need to track your food for seven days to figure out where your food is actually at. Yeah. Like where it actually is at, because if I give you, so this is why I'm going to just tell you this right now. I feel like I'm going to do a live on this one day, but if I give you an amount, so I go, Based on your height, weight, whatever, you are eating 1,600 calories. You are somebody that eats 1,200 calories. Now, the goal of hitting 1,600 feels overwhelming because you're like, if I eat more food, I'm going to gain weight, okay? Because you haven't gone through the mindset stuff that we're talking about in order to actually see progress, okay? Like, you need to go through the mindset stuff in order to see it, okay? The second thing is, is that if I give it to you and you eat 2,500 calories, now you feel like a failure because you're not hitting your calories, right? So now you're like, I'm overeating. I'm going to gain weight. It's the same thing either way. So I don't love giving them until I see where you're actually at because it's not a direct representation. Literally, if you want your macros, and honestly, I've only had two people. I've, I've probably told 500 people at this point to do this. I've had two people who've actually done it who weren't on the program. So like, obviously on the program, you have to, tough shit, but like, <laughs> like who were off. But basically, like, I was like, okay, go track it, come back. If you send me your thing, I will literally give you your macros. No one's ever done it except for two people. And those two people lost over 60 pounds, okay? And the thing is, is that, like, the reason being is that when I see that on average you're eating 1,700 calories, I am not going to give you 1,500 calories to lose weight, right? Like, that's not the thing. Like, 
you're eating more than that already and you're maintaining. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm going to give you a different number um, or maybe you're maintaining at 27, right? Like you're maintaining at 2,700 calories. If I give you 1,500 calories, you're going to feel like you're in a famine. Like that's crazy, right? So understanding that it's like very specific to the person. Now there are like, I'm not gonna lie. There's like some basic ones. Like I roughly know where women are going to lose weight, but like depends on the person. Are there neurological or stress supports benefits of creatine? Yeah, like there is as well, Meg. So I would say like outside of just like lifting heavy and stuff, there is like a little bit, I wouldn't say so much stress, more so like it's more so the fact that you can recover faster, right? So you're going to have reduced like inflammation markers. You're going to have other things, which so technically that is stress support because it's like on your physical body because you have physical, mental, and emotional stress. Your body reads those as the same thing. So that's why when you guys like work out and then like you have stress at work and then I don't know, maybe you go through a breakup, your whole world feels like it's crumbling and you're like, oh my God, I need to like change everything. It's because we're very, very bad at handling all three, right? We're very bad at handling all three. That's like overload. Normally we can only handle like two at a time. It's from what I found. Um, so technically yes on stress support, but it's mostly just for like building muscle and stuff like, like there's a few other things, but like primarily that's what it's for. I wouldn't like, you can use it for other things, but there's also like other supplements that are better for stress support, like magnesium. Um, there's like, whenever you're looking for support or like, um, you're looking for things that are going to get depleted. So for example, like when I'm looking at how do I take care of my body? It's like, what are things that I'm going through? Well, I'm super stressed when I'm stressed, my body, like your body in general is going to use more magnesium. It's going to use more vitamins. It's going to use more minerals. And so same with, with when you're sick, when you're sick, nobody eats. How do you think you get better? You eat food that has nutrients. It's like giving your body a little army and they attack, you know, I don't know if that's a good visual, but they attack it. Right. So if you don't have any army, then it's really hard for you to like, right. So if you guys are eating 1200 calories and you're getting sick all the time, I'm kind of like no shit because you don't have any army. There's no army. There's no food. There's no nutrients, right? You're having your 600 calorie coffee and then like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. And then being like, I don't know why I get sick all the time. It's like, because your immune system is like kind of shit. I'm just being honest. Right. So I told, I already said it was no BS edition, so I can say that, but yeah, so pretty much that's like, that's kind of like what I would look at. So I would look at how can I support my body better? And basically like, if you're sick, if you're stressed, it's getting, it's eating even healthier. Like as soon as I started running like a full on business guys, like we have a full team, we've got like 250 clients. Like I also do like uh personal training, business coaching on the side. Like I'm busy. Plus I got my workouts and stuff. Like I can't afford to eat like crap anymore. Like I just can't, right? Like I can't, I can't do it. I'll get sick. I'll get tired. I won't be able to do things I need to do. And so like in order to hit a lot of the goals that you want to hit outside of your fitness, even with your fitness, you need to eat healthier and work out and like take care of your body, working out and making sure you have muscle mass so that you can actually function and like just overall healthier for you, reducing your fat mass, eating healthier foods. Like even if you don't lose weight, these are things that you should focus on. So actually going back to our very first thing, and then I'm going to cut this because we're almost at 45 minutes. Um, but when you have one second here, um, where was it? It was like, you know, when the scale changes, I don't want to like do anything when the scale changes guys, like it's going to change, but that doesn't mean that you're less, that you're less worth like healthy food. You know what I mean? Like, so the scale changes and then you're like, well, I should just eat like shit because what's the point if I didn't lose weight? So you don't matter if the scale goes up, you know what I mean? But you do. So if the scale goes up, I still eat healthy. If the scale goes down, I still eat healthy. See what I'm saying? 
Um, notice days I didn't hit my protein workouts were so much harder, 100%. And also your recovery and also your cravings are going to be super high too. Cool. So at an official 45 minute mark, guys, we are going to finish the live for today. I hope this was valuable. Drop some fire if you got some value. Um, tonight, if you are on our challenge, um, we have, what's the live for tonight? I'm glad it helped. Honestly, I love doing this stuff now that I can actually function again and I'm not sick. Frig, it's amazing. Um, let's take a look. We have, I'm overwhelmed, losing 20 pounds by December. I'm going to give you a step-by-step -step guide on how to do it. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's what we're going to cover tonight. Super pumped for that. So if you guys are excited, drop some fire. I'll see you guys at six o'clock. And uh, I hope you have the best freaking day ever. Bye. Go get your workout in and your check-in. That's it. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.